This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Packers did not make a move yesterday, and some say, you know what? Second rounder was too high. Others say, what have you done with the picks anyway? You're not picking up a ton of pro bowlers. You should have done something. So we talked to Marcus Eversall, host of Better Call Eversall on Sports Radio 107.5 and 1400 AM, the fan up there in Green Bay. Marcus, how you doing? Doing well, Bill. Thanks for having me. I am getting uh, a sense that more Packers fans are upset than those that aren't. But even if they didn't get Will Fuller, many people were hoping for something to happen, and nothing happened. So you tell me what your thoughts are. Well, I'll just start with the Will Fuller trade. I I mean, I understand fan frustration, right? It's kind of the fan thing to do. It's always fun to make moves. And would the Packers be a better football team with Will Fuller on their roster? Absolutely they would. If the decision was just that simple, yeah, they'd be a better team. They'd be a better offense with Will Fuller than without him. However, if the reports are accurate, second-round pick, as reported by The Athletic, I mean, you're talking about a guy, when you when you weigh in the upcoming free agents the Packers have to deal with, David Bakhtiari, Aaron Jones, we all know the list, and the fact that the salary cap is going to go down, basically what you're looking at with Will Fuller is a rent-a-receiver, basically, for half a season. And at that point, a second-round pick. I know we can talk about Brian Gutekind's swing and misses in the second, third round, whatever. But a second-round pick, that is prime real estate, and that is a lot to give up for what could essentially be half a season rental of Will Fuller. So regarding that, I'm with Brian Gutekind on that. you got to draw the line somewhere. You can't just say, hey, I want Will Fuller. Here's a blank check. You fill it out. You know what I mean? Right. So do you are you disappointed they didn't do anything when it comes to bolstering the defense? Yeah, I mean, I think clearly their biggest issue right now is the run defense. And ironic timing as you're getting ready to go to San Francisco, and we all know what happened twice last year, coming off the heels of what happened with Delvin Cook on Sunday. I mean, the right, part of its scheme... But then again, I think part of it is personnel. Unfortunately, since Mike Pettin's been here, the run defense has remained an issue. I think what I can kind of sympathize with the most in terms of the the fan disappointment to the lack of activity at the deadline is some of the moves that others might see as minor. For example, giving up a late-round pick, the Pittsburgh Steelers' undefeated football team just lost their stud inside linebacker Devin Bush. And... They make a trade with the winless New York Jets, getting Avery Williamson in there, a veteran inside linebacker, for a late-round pick. Or the Tennessee Titans giving up a sixth-round pick for 
cornerback Desmond King from the Chargers, a guy who was all pro a couple of years ago. Those are the moves that, in contrast to what we saw with Will Fuller, second-round pick, that's a lot to give up for half a season. But when you see some of these other quote-unquote good teams making moves that only cost you a late day three draft pick, those are the ones that I understand some frustration. That Why are the Packers never involved in those conversations? Why are we never surprised that, oh, I guess they are looking for the you know, bargain bin kind of trade targets. That, that kind of frustration I do understand. Yeah, the, uh, it seems to be, quote, the bargain bin, and you're absolutely right. Now, fans are saying today that they're upset that the Packers seem to be standing pat or more so looking forward to the future, uh, the Jordan Love future. I mean, if you re- look realistically, uh, you got another year of Aaron Rodgers, and they started that clock ticking, and then we said in three years it would be the Jordan Love team. So at what point, if at all, do you feel that this team says, you know what, I understand the salary cap, but you've got a Hall of Fame quarterback who's a guarantee versus a guy that you don't know what he's going to be. So why are they not doing more, in your opinion, to really push those chips to the middle of the table? Yeah, it's such an interesting conversation. It really is because, yeah, that's the debate right now. And like, you want to say they are trying to win. I mean, when you go back, let's just last, last year at the trade deadline, we heard the Packers referenced in connection to Robbie Anderson, to Emmanuel Sanders. Both those guys, similar situation to Will Fuller on expiring contracts, and then they were set to hit the free agent market. Obviously, then again, in free agency, talking about the same names, Robbie Anderson, Emmanuel Sanders. So after the fact, after they go to different teams, last year at the deadline and then again this past spring in free agency, you hear that the Packers were in on those conversations, but they either weren't willing to meet the asking price or they weren't willing to give up the compensation in a trade or whatever the case was. So I feel like they know that they need help. And I'm just talking about receivers specifically here because we've seen these reports. I feel like they know that they need help, but Brian Gutekunst is kind of trying to walk that fine line right now in terms of making smart business decisions while keeping this team competitive to try to win a Super Bowl and still keeping an eye on the future. It's never going to be the sexiest thing. It's never going to be the popular thing to do anything for the future that's not going to help you right now. I mean, we know all about the Jordan Love pick on draft day, and still we're dealing with some of it today. But Brian Gutekunst looks at it a lot differently than that. It's kind of a roundabout way of answering that. I do understand both sides, but in this case, like with the trade that didn't happen yesterday with Fuller, I do understand that. The uh, the interview with Bill Belichick says we sold out for three rings. And on one hand, you can say, okay, look what's going on now. Tom Brady's not there. He wanted to finally go out and get paid. He wanted to do his thing. He wanted to get away from Bill Belichick. But the standard by which the rest of the NFL is being compared was the measuring stick, the litmus test of the New England Patriots. They said they sold out to do it, and look what they ended up getting. Should that be the path then that not just the Packers, but any organization that is looking to win multiple championships do by pushing those chips to the middle of the table? Yeah, you know, it's I feel like the Patriots, you know, in some ways they kind of ruined it for every other good team after them because they were just so – I mean, six Super Bowls, that's just ridiculous. The Packers have been great for the last 20-plus years, 30 years really since Favre got here, but – 
when you start counting trophies, it's like, oh, yeah, the Packers and Steelers have been good, and there have been teams that have been good, but then you've got the Patriots who have six Lombardi trophies, and then all of a sudden the conversation shifts to, well, why can't you be them? Now, they've got a Hall of Fame coach and quarterback. I know Brady has since moved on, but it's a really interesting question because I, I start to think about, for example, the Denver Broncos when they pushed all their chips into the middle of the table and got Peyton Manning at the end of his career. I know it's not apples to apples with where the Packers are at with Aaron Rodgers and where they have been seemingly for the last decade, but it always comes with that risk-reward. Again, this is kind of how Brian Gutekunst has to look at it, maintaining the competitiveness over an extended period of time while still staying competitive in the here and now and trying to win. It's a fun debate to have, but for since Peyton Manning moved on, we've seen glimpses of the Broncos being good, but only that, only glimpses. We'll see what the Patriots look like now. It's not so good so far without Tom Brady. You know, so it's kind of like when you put, when you go all in to win Super Bowls, it's great. You're always going to have those trophies, and that's your legacy. Completely understand it. But then it makes it harder after the fact to remain competitive. Again, it's that fine line. It's, it's definitely a lot easier for, to criticize Brian Gutekunst, I think, than it is to be Brian Gutekunst. I, that I completely agree with. I will say this, just in that discussion, just what you stated, when you look at what John Elway did, when you look at what Bill Belichick did, you get iconic quarterbacks so rarely. The ability to find an iconic quarterback is, is almost unheard of. And mm-hmm. when you know you have one, John Elway did it, Bill Belichick did it. You push your chips to the middle of the table. Because after that, we know it's a quarterback-driven league, and if you don't get an iconic quarterback, you don't really stand a chance. Then you've got to restart building things and build a defense around them that can support whatever kind of mediocre quarterback or maybe above mediocrity that you end up getting, which is why it's even more impressive to me of what the the Patriots and uh, the Denver Broncos are doing because they're like, look, we pushed all the chips in. We walked away with rings. Meanwhile, you got the mm-hmm. Green Bay Packers that are like the iceberg, staying steady. They're not really going for it. They're just basically looking at their quarterback going, be a Hall of Famer all the time, go out and carry us. And if we win, we win. If we don't, we don't because we're worried more about the future. We don't want to go back into, say, a year or two of down like the like the forty or excuse me, like the uh, Broncos or the Patriots are going through now. They're fearing that. And I get it, but that means you're also never going to go over the mountaintop because you're you're fearing of what the future may hold. It's a great point, and that's why I think it's definitely an interesting conversation and something I'm sure is weighing on Goody's mind with the personnel department because at what point do you make those moves? You know, you can, and this can go back because this is kind of a debate. It's not even a new, right? I mean, we've been talking about this for several years, a half a decade, you could say. Did they wait too long to move on from the previous regime? I think we could all agree they probably waited a little too long to move on from Ted Thompson as the general manager towards the later years of his tenure. I think they probably waited too long to move on from Don Capers. All things that, like for Brady, for example, I mean, you look up the numbers, and I've forgotten them at this point, but I mean, like he had never played in a playoff game with the Patriots where they had given up 30 points, and I believe the right. average in Rodgers' playoff losses, I think the average was that the Packers gave up 36 points or something like that. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So you've started to see in recent years, I think, different ways of building the the team and different ways of shaping the roster. 
Now you've got Matt LaFleur with this kind of new age offense, maybe trying to keep it a little more balanced, marrying it to the run game, which is something obviously we never saw under Mike McCarthy. So it's like, yeah, I understand you having some of the questions. Is it too late now? And if it's not too late, well, the clock is ticking. It's certainly closer to the end now than it was a few years ago when we're debating should they move on from Thompson or should they move on from Capers. But he's, he's playing so well right now. He's still under contract. I know you just drafted Jordan Love. Say this, Bill, and we can all agree on this. Now is a really, really interesting time for the Green Bay Packers because Absolutely. in some ways it's a crossroads. Yep, I, I completely agree. Marcus, always a pleasure, buddy. We will uh, we'll check again in with you later down the road, okay? Sounds good, Billy. Take care. Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. Marcus Eversaw, host of Better Call Eversaw on Sports Radio 107.5 and 1400 AM. The fan, that's up there in our good uh, affiliate Green Bay. That's a great point because when you hold them up and say, well, look what they did, and they went, they pushed those chips to the middle of the table, but now it's down. Well, take a look at what John Elway did. Yeah, it's, it's since they won that Super Bowl, it's been kind of a train wreck. But when you have a good quarterback and you can fortify them with a the defense, you can fortify them with some extra pieces, you push your chips to the middle of the table. Because after that, you don't know when you're going to get a good quarterback again. And unless you know for a fact that Jordan Love is the real deal, you are gambling. You're gambling at best. 855-830-8648. He joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider, hiring drivers right now. If you're looking for a new team or a team to go to, call our friends at Schneider. 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.